Hey there, Pottawatomie County. Before we get to today's show, I wanted to take a second to sincerely thank you for listening. This podcast wouldn't be possible without listeners like you, and we appreciate your involvement. If you like the show, one of the best ways to support it is to tell a friend about us. They might like it too. If you have a moment, you can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes or your podcast platform of choice. That's kind of like telling a friend, and we certainly appreciate the feedback. We want this podcast to be as enjoyable and useful to our listeners as possible. So, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, feel free to shoot me an email to the address in the episode description. Whether you've been with us from the start, or you're tuning in today for the first time, thanks for listening, and we'd love to hear from you. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Countywide and Sun News and Fun. I'm your host, Alex Sloan, reporter at the Countywide and Sun. Today on the show, we'll speak to Amanda Johnson from First United Bank about their recurring event, Food Truck Thursdays. Then we'll speak to Debbie Ashley, president of Alpacas of Oklahoma, about their upcoming Alpaca Blast Off show at the Heart of Oklahoma Expo Center. But first, let's get to this week's news preview. Bethel Public Schools Board of Education will meet on Monday at 6.30 p.m. for a regularly scheduled meeting. The meeting will be held at 16601 Bethel Road and is open to the public. This week, the board will consider an appointment to fill a vacancy in Ward Seat 3. According to the meeting's agenda, the board will consider going into executive session to discuss and or interview candidates for the Ward 3 seat. Once the board returns from executive session, the members will publicly consider making an appointment to the seat. After considering a lengthy consent agenda, the board will consider entering into a contract with Quality Care Labs for student and bus driver drug testing. Also meeting on Monday will be the Pottawatomie County Board of Commissioners. They will meet at 14101 Acme Road in Shawnee at 10 a.m. Near the top of the agenda, the commissioners will consider allowing Bethel Public Schools to access $450 per month from their county sales tax funds. This money would be used to pay Vive Communications network fiber fees for the remainder of the fiscal year. Two of the agenda items dropped last week are back on this week's agenda with the commissioners set to consider contracts with both Lippert Brothers and Rand Elliott Architect. Additionally, the commissioners will officially thank election administrators and poll workers for their heroic efforts administering an election in the age of COVID-19. If you'd like to read more about these meetings and other local happenings, be sure to visit our website at www.countywidenews.com. And now that we know what to look for in this week's paper, let's get to this weekend's events. Our first event this week is one I've been wanting to get to for some time. On Friday, I spoke to Amanda Johnson with First United Bank, who organizes Food Truck Thursdays. 
Um, I am Amanda Johnson and I'm with First United Bank. I am the Spend Life Wisely ambassador um, for our Shawnee markets. Food Truck Thursdays began in February of this year and Amanda has done her best to consistently bring a truck out to the bank when the weather permits it. When they built our building, um, we're, we moved into our new building back in December. And so when they built our building, they built um, food truck plugs in the back and we have a really nice patio on the back side of our building. So the intention was um, for us to be able to have food trucks back there. And so we had actually started food truck Thursdays in February. <laughs> Despite the unforeseeable setback, she's managed to keep food truck Thursdays alive while evolving the event, along with COVID-19 safety guidelines. But then COVID hit, and um, so we were trying to figure out, you know, kind of what that looks like, and my job is a lot of event planning and being around people, and so um, I really had to navigate um, what that looks like moving forward, and so we decided we could still continue to be good community partners and we could have the food trucks out in um, on the blacktop of the parking lot that we own next to the building. And so, um, you know, when COVID was, was a, um, you know, we were being more cautious, everything was kind of shut down. Um, we were having food trucks out there, but we weren't allowing people to eat on the patio or anything. We've kind of opened it up to where people can eat on the patio when they get their food and all that kind of stuff. So still encouraging social distancing and all that kind of stuff, but um, just a little more open um, and bringing something into the community that we don't, we don't have. This Thursday's truck will be offering barbecue, but the food offerings rotate from week to week. I have different trucks all the time. Um, we've had taco trucks. We've had um, one of the fan favorites is Lucky Lucky Dumpling Co. And they're out of Oklahoma City. They do dumplings and um, they have an amazing pineapple fried rice and um, it's just Asian food. Big Bang Theory is another one that we've brought in from out of Oklahoma City and they do hand pulled noodles. We've had barbecue trucks. We've worked with the local food trucks. We've had special needs out. We've had the healthy hippo out, um, the surf bar, you know, so kind of just a wide variety of options. Um, burger trucks, bringing in something that's different from week to week so that it stays exciting and engaging for the community. Um, our truck this coming Thursday, the well is lively's rolling smoke barbecue and so they have they have an amazing looking menu um, of just barbecue options right now one food truck per week posts up at the bank but amanda said that that might expand as the event grows she said the goal of the event is both to give the food trucks a great place to set up and to bring new offerings to the local community so balancing those goals is a fluid act. Yeah, I mean, we didn't start, it was something that we wanted to do once we moved into the new building, but um, we waited until we got settled and we tried to wait for the weather to kind of cooperate with us a little bit, which our very first truck Thursday, it was so cold outside. 
um, you know, and it's hard to get people to come eat at a food truck when the weather's not good. So I try to be conscious of that with our food trucks as well. I mean, sometimes it just doesn't work on a Thursday. <laughs> so, right. um, so we're, we're flexible with it, but we try and keep it consistent so that people can expect to have good food out on our blacktop on a Thursday. Hopefully this Thursday's weather forecast looks promising. In addition to food truck Thursdays, Amanda said First United Bank generally has some extracurricular activities coming up, from workshops to classes. The next thing that we have coming up is a fall floral workshop um, that we're hoping the weather will cooperate and we can do it out on the patio, um, but that is November the 17th, and that's with Bailey Botanicals, or Callie Ingram, from Bailey Botanicals and Bailey Blooms. Um, she is doing that workshop for us. And then um, we have a lunch and learn uh, webinar on the Great Debt Escape coming up on December the 9th. Um, we are working with um, the local community market to do a food drive um, around Christmas. And we are also working with 4-H to collect um, pop tops or whatever for uh, their Pools for Kids program that they're working on right now. So there's always something going on over here um, and hopefully things that people find exciting and want to participate in. To keep up with all of First United Bank's community offerings, Amanda recommends following them on social media to stay tuned in. So the best place to engage with us locally would be on our First United Bank uh, Harrison Facebook page. We always have events posted there and uh, any other sort of community activities that we're participating in, I will post it there on our social media. Um, we do have a corporate page, which is um, spendlifewisely.com, and then events are also listed there. We'll link to those pages in our episode description. Food Truck Thursday starts at 11 a.m. So, if you'll be near First United Bank on Harrison on Thursday, go ahead and come hungry. This week, a rather unique show is coming to the heart of Oklahoma Expo Center. The 2020 Alpaca Blastoff which is free to attend and open to the public, will be in Shawnee on November 14th and 15th. We spoke with the event's organizer to get all the details. My name is Debbie Ashley, and I am the president of Alpacas of Oklahoma. Um, and I also am the ranch owner of Alpacas, excuse me, Albury Oaks Alpacas in Gainesville, Texas. Our organization accepts members from all over the United States and um, we uh, have, obviously most of our members are from Oklahoma, but we have several from Texas as well. Alpacas of Oklahoma is the organization hosting the event. And Debbie is also the coordinator of that event. The Alpaca Blastoff is an all alpaca livestock exhibition with judging classes and various product offerings. Plus there will be a couple of particularly entertaining displays for the public. Now we do have a little uh, surprise for people on Saturday just after lunch. Um, it's our little mini education which we have 
uh, an exhibitor who is very talented at training her animals. So uh, she's going to be showing us how to, to do a few fun things with our animals uh, as far as, you know, getting them to lay down, shake hands, that sort of thing. So that's going to be right after lunch, probably uh, around one o'clock, but just um, since we don't know exactly when everybody's going to get back in after lunch, but it should be uh, after our lunch break from judging. So that's going to be fun. And then we'll also be having a costume parade. Um, several of the exhibitors will have their animals dressed up in funny costumes. So that'll be fun for the public too. If you happen to have an alpaca and want to enter the show, Debbie said there's still time. They can, they'll need to get in touch with the show superintendent. She's in charge of uh, registering animals into the show. And um, that information is on our uh, ALK Blastoff website. Um, so yeah, if there's someone who hasn't gotten the word yet, then they can surely go on that website and get the uh, information. Her name is Judy Schroeder and she is the superintendent and um, she'll be sure and get them registered in. And if you're a member of the public who doesn't have an alpaca, she said you're still more than welcome to come out, enjoy the show and learn about the animals. And stay there as long as you'd like because there will be food available for purchase. Yes, the concession stands are uh, going to be open from uh, seven. Uh, of course, we all get there early, but we asked, asked the public not to come until nine because we're getting things ready to go. But the concession stands will be open uh, through lunch and on both days. So they will be able to get some something to eat there. And of course, attendees will have the opportunity to shop a variety of alpaca-based products on offer by vendors at the show. Well, we are going to have some vendors, and they, they mostly are uh, geared toward uh, alpaca things. Mm -hmm. uh, we are expecting uh, uh, possibly a winery to come, um, but mostly we have um, fiber arts vendors. Uh, we have four different fiber mills that will be coming that um, will be accepting the exhibitors raw fiber to be processed, but they also sell products from their mill that they make. Uh, they'll have examples of yarn and finished products like scarves and sweaters as well. Um, then we, it, a lot of our exhibitors have a farm stall, which will, uh, it's where they show and sell products that they make at their farm or that they sell in their farm store. So. It's a, it's a great opportunity for holiday shopping. And um, it's fun to see what people uh, bring, uh, you know, for their farm stores, because um, people are really creative with alpaca. And you might be surprised at the variety of products on display with these vendors. Alpaca fiber makes prized sweaters and scarves, as Debbie said, but can be used for less obvious products as well. Our most popular handmade is the dryer balls. Uh, and I can use my not so fine fiber for that because it's a, it's a felting process. And I, by felting, I mean that with hot water, soap and agitation, it makes all of those fibers stick together and it actually becomes a solid uh, form piece of alpaca fiber. And in the case of the dryer balls, they're made in, they are formed into a ball 
uh, the raw fiber is formed into a ball and I put it into um, either a sock or a pantyhose and tie it up so it's still shaped like a ball and then it goes into the washing machine and with hot water and soap and agitation uh, the process makes the each fiber uh, it has little cuticles on it and those cuticles will stand up and then I rinse them in cold water and in the cold process they those cuticles clamp down onto each other so it's kind of locks the, the fibers together so ultimately in the end when I get it out of my washing machine I have a solid ball of alpaca fiber and you take three or four of those and put it in your dryer with your clean clothes and you dry your clothes with those balls tumbling and tossing and it reduces static electricity it reduces your wrinkles and you don't have to use fabric softener or dryer sheets um, to make your clothes soft. So those are just, that's just one example of handmade things that we can do here on the farm. And if you've ever considered keeping alpacas or adding them to your existing livestock, Debbie said the alpaca blast off is a great place to go for information. Usually what attracts people to alpaca life is that they're just so cute and they are domesticated. Um, they are easy to raise. Usually the animals are anywhere from full grown from 130 to maybe 180 pounds. So um, easy to handle even for a woman, um, even for kids. So a lot of people will have alpacas on their property because they want their, their children to have the experience of raising livestock. So these are easy livestock. Um, they're easy on your, your paddock. They don't tear your property up. Um, they eat mostly uh, whatever's growing on the ground as far as the forage, uh, but we do also give hay and uh, some grain. Um, so that makes it easy. If you, have, if you have a lot of grass on your pasture, then you're good, but we do supplement with the hay as well as a little bit of grain. We'll put links to Alpacas of Oklahoma in the episode description for those who want more information about the organization or keeping alpacas. And if you're looking for a weekend activity, consider the 2020 Alpaca Blastoff at the Heart of Oklahoma Expo in Shawnee, Oklahoma. Admission is free, but you might want to bring some cash for an alpaca fiber scarf, a dryer ball, or a visit to the concession stand. The doors open on Saturday, November 14th, and Sunday, November 15th at 9 a.m. That's all we have time for this week, but join us again next week for more. To stay caught up on all the most interesting happenings in Pottawatomie County, follow us on Facebook and Twitter using the links in the episode description. If you'd like to make sure you're notified about new episodes, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, leave us a rating or review. It's a great way to help new listeners find the show and we'd like everyone to know about the great events Pottawatomie County, Oklahoma has to offer. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.